thank you for joining me for today's episode of the Simply Financial Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Calandra. Want to increase your financial IQ with today's discussion about second homes. I went back and looked at some data, and in 2020, the U.S. Census Bureau estimated that 1.1 million Americans owned second homes. As you might expect, when you look across the states, it's unevenly divided. Uh, Some states have way more second home ownership than others. Some of the top states include Florida, Arizona, California, Texas, and Nevada. The thing about second home ownership is when we look back during the pandemic, the demand, the purchases of second homes skyrocketed. Uh, To give you a statistic, it's estimated that between the first quarter of 2020, the very beginning of the pandemic, through the second quarter of 2022, uh, the purchase of second homes went up by a staggering 235%, just a huge surge in demand for second homes. There were a number of factors that uh, drove this demand. One is the really strong trend of staying at home. Secondly, we had historically low mortgage rates and we had very high savings rates. A lot of Americans had or were flush with cash during this period. It also turns out in hindsight, uh, home values seem to be, uh, have been at a low point or undervalued based on what's happened the last couple of years. What I want to share with you next is that we've seen that Um, skyrocketing demands kind of even out a bit. Prices for homes, second homes included, haven't gone down, but that big spike seems to have worked its way through its process. I think there's some reasons for this with second homes. I think demand was probably largely satisfied with that huge 235% spike. There's only a certain amount of Americans that can and want to own second homes. So demand probably was largely satiated with that huge spike. We're also dealing with higher mortgage rates uh, due to inflation. So the cost of borrowing has gone up a lot. And when you look at the statistics, a second home value is higher than your average primary home value. This makes sense. A lot of second homes are in resort areas by the water, lakes, oceans, rivers, Uh, ski resorts, mountains, they tend to be more expensive on balance. Of course, of course, this is a generalization. I'm sure there are some cabins that you could buy in the country, remote areas that are uh, much less expensive than the average primary home. But when you look at overall statistics, vacation homes are more expensive than your average primary home. What I want to talk to you next is if you're considering buying a second home or if you own one and are considering getting rid of it, I'd like to give you some food for thought. Part of this comes from the fact that my wife and I, we are part of the statistic that is included in the 235%. We bought our first second home during this period of time and it's been a blessing. So let's talk about some considerations. Number one is can your kids get there? Most people, most of the time, would like to have a second home where their children can visit them. Now, I'm sure there's some people that don't feel that way. 
And I want to broaden it out though. It's not just that kids can get there. Most people, most of the time would like friends and family be, to be able to visit them. I know that's not true for everybody. As I mentioned already, I joked with somebody recently about uh, Italy. I love Italy and I can't wait to go back there. But Italy has a program. Some small towns have programs where you could buy villas, dilapidated villas for like a dollar. And it'd be great to own a villa for a dollar in Italy. Now, don't get too excited. I don't know the specifics, but there are some rules about rehabbing the facility and taxes. There's a lot of hoops you have to jump through. But we were joking like how awesome it would be to have a villa in Italy. But Italy's tough to get to. That means my children, friends, family, it would be tough to get them there. Um, so I think a lot of people would prefer to have locations where it would be attractive for loved ones to come and visit. Uh, number two is evaluate essential amenities for their availability. Things such as healthcare, transportation, meaning airports, train stations, that kind of thing. Shopping is another amenity. Uh, there's a charm in having access to these things, as well as a charm to being, for some people, remote. But that's a consideration. Evaluate your access to essential amenities. Number three is consider the hassle factor. There's regular upkeep that's required for properties. And if you have a second one, that doubles the amount of maintenance, things you got to pay attention to. This means that you have two roofs to hot water tanks, HVAC systems. Uh, you're gonna need two blenders. It's a lot that needs to be kept up with. And it could be, it could be too much of a hassle factor for some people, depending on your outlook and what's important to you, something that you ought to think about, the hassle factor. Number four is whether you want your second home to be for exclusive personal use or whether you want to rent it out. Uh, is the money worth it if you want to rent it out? Uh, there's related to the previous point, number three, about the hassle factor. There's a hassle factor about renting out a property. You have to manage it. Even if you hire a property manager, you have to manage the property manager. Pay attention to uh, who's occupying it, the money part of things, the taxes, the risk. Things are going to break probably at a faster clip if you're renting than if it's for personal use. So you want to consider whether when you purchase a second home, whether you're going to rent it out or not. As a side note, as a side note, there is a tax strategy and we're not going to get into it in detail, but if you rent out a property for so many days, you don't have to pick it up as income, meaning it's not taxable. So there's a small number of days you could rent it out before it triggers taxable income. Some people will play that game where it's not really a rental property, but it's not exactly exclusively personal use either. So there is an in-between kind of play that some people will opt to participate in. I can tell you from my own, my own experience, my wife and I waited probably longer than we needed to, to buy a second home. But we did that because we did not want to make it a rental property. If you're a client of mine, if you know me, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know that I have a portfolio of rental investment real estate. I like that asset class. But 
but this particular uh, this particular purchase, the second home, I didn't want to be a rental in part because of the hassle factor and just the simplicity of having it just for our use. So that's number four, rent or use it for personal use exclusively. Number five is your total financial picture. This is a big purchase. Does your financial plan support owning a second home? Having done this over the last couple of years, I can tell you that it is a blessing. Uh, it's a blessing for us, but I'm really glad we were able to do it on our terms financially, where it fit very easily into the construct of our overall financial situation. If you're buying a second home on a wing and a prayer and you don't have much slack in your finances, I think that the joy you get from owning the second home could easily turn into a nightmare or a pain in the neck because of the cost of carrying two properties and things break and things happen. I think you really want to do it wisely within your overall financial situation. You want to easily be able to afford it and it shouldn't be a stretch purchase. That's my own personal opinion. So number five, a consideration is how does it fit? in your overall financial uh, picture. Let me point out before I move to number six is Dave Ramsey, the super popular successful financial guru. He describes second homes as a toy. And I thought about this and I don't really agree. It's a toy, yes, to a certain extent, but I can tell you that I believe that if you buy a second home and it fits into your financial picture, in an appropriate way, that is also an investment. Your property should go up over time and it should be a good store of value. So I view my second home as, yeah, it's fun. It's a toy. I get great enjoyment out of it. My wife does, my children do. We love to share it with friends and family, but I also expect over the next five, 10 years and even beyond that, that it will be a good asset for me to have in my portfolio. So I disagree with Dave Ramsey that it's not just a toy. It is part of your wealth building as well, but you have to be careful. I think he's right on this point that you can't be reckless price wise and buy at any price, any time. That's a recipe for not making it an asset, but rather a losing investment. So let's move on to number six. This whole consideration list means that you need to be thoughtful and careful about such things as where do you want to buy? What price point is appropriate? How are you going to pay for it? Are you one of these many cash buyers or are you going to finance it? The size of the property. We wanted a certain size, Joelle and I, so that we could host, but we didn't want it too big. We didn't want it too small. We were a little like Goldilocks where we wanted it just right. But think about the size of the property, the type of the property. A lot of second homes are condos. There's appeal to having a condo as a second home. You don't have the upkeep uh, because your HOA fees kind of cover that. But not everybody wants to be in a condo. So there's downsides too. You have neighbors in very close proximity. So think about, think about, the type of property, the size of property you want to have. So those are some considerations if you're thinking about acquiring a second home, or I think you could use this list 
as a conversation starter if you're thinking about getting rid of a second home. Thanks for listening today. Uh, I hope this discussion was valuable to you. Uh, please check out our website, uh, www.elliotwealth.com, where you could find more information about me and the team here at Elliott Wealth Management, how we help our clients win with money so that they could afford uh, a second home. Uh, and uh, I always ask, it's important to me, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. I'll be back with you on the next episode of the Simply Financial podcast very soon. Thanks again. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of SagePoint Financial Incorporated and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Please note the information being provided is strictly as a courtesy. When you link to any of the websites provided here, you are leaving this website. We make no representation as to the completeness or accuracy of the information provided at these websites, nor is the company liable for any direct or indirect technical or system issues or any consequences arising out of your access to your use of third-party technologies websites, information, and programs made available through this website. When you access one of these websites, you are leaving our website and assume total responsibility and risk for your use of the websites you are linking to. Securities and advisory services are offered through SagePoint Financial Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, insurance services offered through Elliott Wealth Management, LLC, not affiliated with SagePoint Financial.